Hello, everyone. <laughs> oh, I love doing that. That's so cool. So, um, this is my very first podcast with the Preventative Life Perspective. Welcome, everyone. Um, my name is Stacy, and I am going to start off this podcast with what is preventative life and kind of how it started why it started and maybe just open some eyes of some changes in the fitness and healthcare world especially in my community um nothing like I offer really exists um for long periods of time it's usually um short periods of time and temporary symptom treatment and insurance related regulated and so forth and so on okay so blah 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 (laughs) moving on i created preventative life after being um debilitated, I dare I say, from my own personal lifestyle choices and issues personally. And then I joined a CrossFit gym. And then inside of that CrossFit gym was a life-changing experience for myself. And I had a lot of success. Now, with that success... I also had a lot of issues. Now, granted, the gym I was in um, took very much safety precautions by all means, but I still ended up in pain pretty quickly after I started and then had to go see um, another health professional for the issues and the pains that I was having in my knees. Um, Then after that subsided and some recovery time, I continued on and I had little tweaks and aches and pains. And when you're training athletically for performance, health and ego slightly go out the window well that's kind of way I looked at it don't get me wrong you know I was a had been overweight I had been in a uh, bad relationship and so ego and looks and vanity may have been definitely one of the bonus points to me starting my journey in health and fitness but it was definitely not the priority behind why I wanted to feel better I wanted to look better about my like myself, um, I wanted to feel more confident. I loved sports and weightlifting, and I liked muscle mass and all these things. So there was a lot of intrigue for me. Um, I continued on through that world. Ended up becoming level one CrossFit certified, and at the same time, I ended up working in a physical therapy office as a part-time technician 
then um, ended the relationship with the CrossFit gym. Also, at the same time, having hip pain, shoulder pain, foot pain, um, sometimes knee pain, different things. Also, not necessarily progressing athletically exactly the way I thought I should. So, I knew there was more to going to the gym and doing all of these things and having these issues. Like, you're not just, you don't just have them. Like, and I knew that somewhere in my head. I'm like, I need to seek out more knowledge. It was the same way back whenever I was sick all the time. I was sick for a reason. I didn't just get randomly sick. Um, my body's not inherently, I wasn't born with any necessarily bad issues. I'm not inherently just prone to being this debilitated in the issues that I was having. And I'm sorry, I just didn't believe genetically that I was predispositioned to be a certain way. So, not in the sense of... Um, fitness and health, um, not without any genetic disorders. I didn't have, I don't have any of those things. So I, I just, I sought out more than symptom treatment. I've never been a huge fan of medicine or surgery or anything like that. Um, and so I changed my life with nutrition and exercise and I learned from the mistakes as I went, not going to lie. I had a lot of them. Um, past that, back to me being at physical therapy, leaving the CrossFit gym, I started noticing other people with the same thing. Like they, they didn't move exactly like the demonstration should be per se, not to say that I could do one thing and they could do another and I knew it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. Um, and I knew there had to be more to why these people couldn't do these things, why I couldn't do certain things. When I, And the aches and pains that other people would have here and there and that weren't being treated necessarily or... Um, correctively interventioned is maybe is a better word. I don't know. Maybe that's not a good word either. But at the time, I, I really didn't know. Uh, you don't know what you don't know until you know it, right? We can't get mad about what you don't know until you know it either. And we do that, I think, as people. We hold ourselves responsible for all these choices. Or maybe we don't hold ourselves responsible for all these things and choices that we did to ourselves because we didn't know any better or we were raised that way or our culture's that way or that's what everybody else did or that's what our parents taught us or whatever reason. Working at physical therapy and being inside of a CrossFit gym and doing, you know, a lot of reading and research and learning, the all three of those things combined then I pursued National Academy of Sports Medicine Certified Personal Trainer. Um, probably one of the hardest, not to toot my own horn or anything like that, this is probably one of the hardest tests in the Certified Personal Trainer world. If you look it up, 
is several hundred dollars and that's the cheapest one is around six or seven hundred dollars I believe and then you have to do a lot of self-study for a lot of months well some of the things inside of that test really goes into an exercise and then applying it to an individual anatomy or issue um, it's very much a corrective exercise certification where you have to learn all of the muscles, their origins, and their attachments, and um, which muscle contracts, which muscle is the antagonist, the synergist. You have to learn all of these things. It is a very, very hard test. It took over two hours. It was it was very, very tough. And my own moderator that gave me the test in Milton, Florida, said, "Wow, you did you passed sixty percent of the people who come through here." fail and I went wow really I thought it was only like 50% he said well 60 that come through me and I went oh okay well thanks <laughs> I appreciate the fact that I passed um moving past that combining the information that I was learning through wonderful associates inside of a physical therapy office with a PT and another PT that was just, that was actually leaving and a PTA and then another PTA that come on and then another PT that came on. And I've had the luxury over three years of an opportunity to work with these other health professionals to learn so much and to collaborate with them and be able to apply pain, injury, and movement together past the ADLs of life. ADL stands for Activities of Daily Life. Um, insurance regulates what you can or cannot do when you go and get therapy, chiropractic, whatever, whatever they're going to pay for is usually um, taken down into so many visits so many times a week until the doctor gives you another script. Um, and it's usually only to say that you can make it through your daily life. Chores, basically, is what I call it. So you can kind of straighten your house up. You can do your dishes. You can walk to your mailbox. You can get on and off the toilet, a chair in and out of your car. You can walk to one of your house to the other. Those are activities of daily life. But if you wanted to be able to do more than that, that's activities of daily interest. So say you have a hard labor-intensive job. Um, say you have <laughs> um, athletic goals or maybe aesthetic, which is uh, bodybuilding or something like that. Goals. Anything that you have where you want to be able to go hiking for miles, biking for miles, golfing, tennis, even just leisurely. You want to be able to garden or rake your leaves in your yard. Most of the time, insurance does not pay for you to be able to get to that level of activity safely. Also, when you're given a script or something like that, you get to go to these healthcare providers and they decide the strategy that gets you help or not. 
Now, a lot of times, some people don't even do exercise with physical therapy. I've had many people say they got some e-stems, some ultrasound, some patches, some rubbing, and they left. Um, a lot of the symptomatic band-aids that are given in the surgical medicinal world are temporary relief. It gets you by long enough for you not to think about what caused the problem to begin with. So you start to feel better, you go home, and maybe you do continue your exercise, maybe you don't, or maybe you never learned any exercise. But baby, say you had full-blown total hip surgery, shoulder surgery, and you got your full range of motion back or something like that, but you're still kind of scared of what you can or cannot do. Well, I might tear up the shoulder surgery. I might, I might undo something. I might, well, I don't know what I can or can't do. I'm, I'm scared to, you know, whatever it is, you need to be slowly reacclimated back to removing that fear and believing that you can do these things again after surgery and injury. Pain has an innate ability to change you. And it rem your body remembers, your mind remembers this pain and whatever movement you obtained to avoid it, your body easily falls back into those habits. Now, without practice regularly, yes, it's kind of monotonous sometimes. It's not, it's not sexy and biceps and abs and ass and ego, <laughs> but... That's the type of movement patterns safely you learn sometimes if you're blessed enough to have a, a you know a good experience inside of therapy or something like that. And then after that, if you don't continue it at home, like you got somebody to show up to, you have someone there waiting on you. You have someone a doctor you got to go back to that's holding you accountable you have someone to show up for that you're gonna disappoint that's holding you accountable maybe you're paying an insurance deductible so that means you had to pay for something so you're putting even more effort into it all of these things stop when the therapy ends or the procedure that you had in the whatever post rehab of any sort that you had when they discharge you it ends then what do I go join a gym what do I do so what can I do that's why I created preventive life and I sought out other professionals and doctors and health coaches and wellness individuals that held a very prestigious and professional company, aka Active Life, <laughs> in my case, that's who I chose, and I learned from them, and they're my mentors, and they're um, very revolutionary in the world of filling the gap that exists between someone having any type of issue or in confidence of movement into the space between deconditioning, 
therapy, injury, surgery, any any type of issue, and joining a gym. There's a big space there. There's nothing wrong with you. You're completely inherently normal and healthy. I thought I was all of those things whenever I went and joined a CrossFit gym. I just was a little overweight, and I was a little deconditioned, and I had had a baby, and I definitely couldn't do a push-up, a pull-up, a handstand, or run a mile. I learned to do all of those things over a very long period of time. Um, hence, going back to th- in the therapy world, I also learned there's many people coming to physical therapy that wanted to stay working with me after they worked with me and had a rapport and a reputation with me at that office and me exercising with them at that office. I learned there was also people being sent to physical therapy with literally a script that said general strength and stability. So their exercises consisted of things from head to toe of basic isolation movements where we build up strength in the hamstrings, the quads, the hips, and so forth and so on. Because some people, for whatever reason, may have gotten sick or cancer or very sedentary, alone, whatever their issue is, and they just got very weak or very unconfident, very just unsure of themselves, um, a lot of different things. Those kinds of people, I'm not going to say they don't need physical therapy, but a lot of those people could be helped by someone if they were trained properly to go a lot further than just being able to walk again, get out of a chair again, or on and off a toilet again. And if that's important to them, that's not important to everybody. Okay, let me say that also. Not everybody wants to be able to do more. Or maybe not everybody, maybe everybody does want to, but maybe... They're just not ready for more. You have to, it has to become important enough to you to value what you could gain over what you have to spend or give up or time or effort or any of those things. It has to be more important to you in the long run to want a goal and to want your health, and to want to be strong, to want to feel stable, to want to feel confident in yourself, in your skin, all of those things, it's got to be more important to you than the money in your bank account, or more important to you than the time you could be spending watching Netflix or on a video game or going shopping. It's got to be all about your future. So, with that being said, I opened Preventative Life. And 
I have been here for about a year in Covenant County. I have a nice big 25 by 35 pole barn with galvanized metal and a lean-to off the side and a whole group of functional equipment like a bike, a rower, and everything else is just free weights and boxes and bands and things like that. I have helped people since I started with, if I just tell you, I don't even tell you a name at all. I'm not, not going to do that anyway, but if I said a 61-year-old male with a hip replacement and an old shoulder collarbone injury and multiple knee scopes and uh, disordered eating and went from, been here, had been been here for with me the longest of anybody, that person now plays tennis and golf and actually has a little hop in his step, doesn't have pain most of the time unless he overloads his capacity. <laughs> He's a very hardworking guy, a business owner, family man, granddad, um, helped another lady, double shoulder surgeries, completely different range of motions, allowed completely different types of surgery, uh, worked on a farm, wanted to be able to uh, run a cattle catch and go fishing and golfing again. We we worked together. We She got herself back applying great amounts of effort within several months, got herself back doing all of those things, worked with another young, two young Four, actually four young individuals, all in their 20s. One of them went from a physical therapy assistant position to a home health position being a, in a car. So they went from standing and being moving around to sitting a lot in a different and a lot more hours working and stress and so forth. Started having hip and back pain. Also, you know, they're fitness kind of had went on the back burner a little bit they wanted to gain some stuff back we got all of those things back for that person um also uh someone else who's never experienced any type of exercise in their 20s couldn't touch the ground could touch the ground within a few weeks doesn't didn't really have any um squatting ability and has had done had a child and trained pregnancy trained the almost the whole pregnancy and post-pregnancy and now recently went through an entire strength assessment and lifted uh, uh weightlifting type of exercises in the sense of like back squat front squat testing uh maxes they run a mile all these things for the first time in their life um Another 20 plus, lots of previous sports injuries and an accident, uh, shoulder pain, knee pain, uh, lack of range of motion in several joints, very labor intensive job. This individual, he was better within several months and matter of fact, he ended up, I think, losing like he was going to have to buy a new belt because he lost so many belt loops. Um, then another, uh, younger lady also dealing with 
some weakness and health and depression and other things like that due to being in a hospital unknowingly, a medication caused severe issues and built her back up. Uh, let's see. There's been several, several people. All Everybody comes from a different walk of life. Everybody's a different age. Everybody has a different issue. And every single one of them get customized personal attention, assessment, and training that creates value for their future. While you're here, one of the number one things that I always want to do is try to teach everyone I work with, hey, this is what you can do for this at home. Hey, try this regularly every couple of weeks. Even if you don't stay with me for more than three to four months, and once we get, you know, your, all you want to do is come one time, learn something about uh, your body that you can alleviate one specific thing and that's just all you want, or maybe you're coming and you want to, just get your range of motion and your pain eliminated to say that goes, hey, I can go join a gym because now I know um, I have the proper movements and I know the proper things for my anatomy and my body. So now I want to go join a, a group class of Zumba or a CrossFit functional fitness or weightlifting or maybe you want to go be a, a Spartan obstacle course runner, whatever. Um, or maybe you come and you want to stay with me past where we fix the joint health, and you want to keep going, and you want to be a maintenance client. After that, you want to keep your health going and stay until you've learned and exhausted everything you think you can learn and exhaust with our relationship together. I tell all of my clients, I don't do anything for you. You do it all. You apply the effort. You show up. You apply and use your time, your money, and I show up as your supportive guide that will be here unfailing as long as I possibly can. And if I can't help you, I don't want your money. If we come through the first month together and you just don't want, you just don't think this is going to do any good or even I'm like, hey, I don't think this is working I'm going to talk to you about it. It's better to be over-explanatory, or not explanatory, but let's say over-communicative than have loss of expectations. Um, I go way deep into a lot of things. I offer different things for different people. Everybody doesn't use everything that I always offer, but I'm more than just an exercise hour. We can do uh, confidence and anxiety stress recovery we can work on people with foot issues no flat feet are not a death sentence <laughs> um a lot of times most people's knees and hips can be directly addressed by their feet um that continues into like a lot of people with their back it goes directly related to their hips and their feet but if you don't address these things in a long-term pattern you're just going to fix it long enough for it to come back. 
Not saying there's anything wrong with that. But if you really want to dig into the why about what somebody tells you, or if you don't want your diagnosis to be your death sentence, because some people, or you don't want a diagnosis to be an excuse, you know, people defy the odds all the time and have medical miracles all the time, way beyond the normal aches and pains of the general population. So here's the big kicker is if you believe you can, then you're right. If you believe you can't, you're also right. It's your choice. It's always your choice. So keep that in mind. Anyway, I'm going to close this out because we're almost at 30 minutes. Um, if you're interested in driving a mile down a dirt road, working out in an outdoor environment in Andalusia, in a pole barn, give me a message. Give me a call. Give me an email. Preventativelife at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook on Preventative Life. I have a page. I'm Stacy Two Watts is my Facebook name, and Preventative Life underscore Stacy is my Instagram name. And uh, let's see, my phone number three three four three four three two four five three. You can message me, call me, any of those things. I also do online training. Uh, I do breathing exercises. I do um, fear and confidence training also in person. I also do something that most people I've come to learn is not necessarily something people offer very much. And you forget what people just need help or support in. And one of them I have learned is simply learning to grocery shop for cleaner items and because they're confused about what supposedly is healthy or not healthy and what they will or will not eat. I also offer um, teaching kitchen. We will let you cook your food and I will help you. Uh, I also offer some mental toughness lectures and I do have not a certified nutrition in any way, shape, form, or fashion, but I am familiar with counting macros and calories and teaching you how to weigh out all of those things for you to apply it and teach you how to use Fitness Pal or something of that nature. I also offer something very new that I just put out there, which is skill coaching but in a different way it's kind of like life skills oftentimes women get a divorce or women get have become widowed even men or they some people maybe they didn't even grow up in a place like south alabama they're from a city or didn't have parents that did these kinds of things so they don't know how to cut grass they don't know how to run a tiller or plant a garden. They don't know how to um, change the oil, <laughs> check a tire pressure. Um, maybe you want to learn to kayak. 
I have a kayak, a paddleboard, I live on the river, all of this property for preventative life. I use every bit of it as needed for whatever a client needs that helps them be active um, or gives them confidence. I firmly believe that physical ability directly relates to mental stability. I know because every time I had success with something I couldn't do, <coughs> and then I worked really hard for being able to do it, it was the biggest happiness in my body and in my mind that would last for a long, long time. A lot of gratitude for putting in work and earning physical ability that you didn't even think you could ever do or that you wanted to do sometimes. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of women who are very self-conscious instead of self-aware. And I want to help those people who feel very fearful of the unknown. Maybe it's heights. Maybe it's uh, being in nature. Maybe you're, you're just scared of spiders, snakes, and other things like that. Um, maybe you're scared of trying to do anything that sounds like it requires strength or bravery or hard labor. You can learn to do these things by starting with little amounts of time facing fears. I'll give you an example. Say you're scared to death of bugs all the way around. You could start by going to the store and buying a box of crickets. Yeah, it's that simple. And then if you can't stand to reach your hand in the bucket of crickets, maybe that's where you start. Is you just try to get up the courage to stick your hand in the bucket of crickets. Don't even reach in there and try to grab one. Just maybe you're working towards trying to stick your hand in the bucket of crickets. You would be surprised how fear, irrational fear, oftentimes lives and dwells in our body and causes pain and inflammation and anxiety and stress all the time because we're harboring those irrational fears. So it's something that's really close and near and dear to my heart because I grew up as a very fearful child. You wouldn't know that today. <laughs> I went through a pretty uh, rocky place and um, kind of just jumped off a cliff one day and I've been facing my fears ever since. But every time you, you use that fear as fuel, you build up a little bit more courage, a little bit more, more courage, a little bit more courage. And it, every time your brain and your body remembers, hey, it wasn't that bad. Every time you do a little bit more, hey, it wasn't that big a deal. Hey, I didn't die. Hey, the cricket didn't bite me. <laughs> um, hey, they're not so creepy. It just kind of tickles. 
um, your your mind has to be open to these kinds of things, obviously, for, to be willing to try them. But it's one little step at the time. And so I've something I just decided to make part of my coaching business is to help women empower themselves and believe in themselves. And it doesn't have to be necessarily women. It could be, you know, a man that's not familiar with any of and all of these same things. Maybe you've never used a power drill. Maybe you've never used a saw. Um, maybe you don't know how to turn a wrench. Um, maybe you want to throw an axe, shoot a bow. Dare I say, handle a gun. Any of these things can be overcome through little, small increments of practice makes progress and applying effort and time. Everything can get a little bit more easy, a little bit more grounded, and you feel more and more happy all over every day. All right, that's it. I swear to God, I'm going to stop this time. <laughs> I probably shouldn't say some of this stuff. I've never done this before, so I'm probably going to get all kinds of criticisms or whatever, but hey, it is what it is. Love me, like me, whatever. Share my podcast. Talk about my podcast. If you like it or you listen to it, I will be absolutely flabbergasted <laughs> because... I just don't know that there's anything special about anything that I'm doing other than the fact that I know that I love to help people, and I want to. All right. If y'all want to check out Preventative Life and the Preventative Life Perspective podcast anymore, shoot me a line and let me know you liked it on any of the contact references I gave you. And... Maybe you want to be a client. Maybe you want to get in contact about something online or in person, either one. It really is quite the experience out here. It's very nice and peaceful. Sometimes it's a breezy, sunny, birds chirping. It's very quiet. It can be very relaxing out here in person in the gym. I think that's why I love it so much. And I have no interest in building some big, fancy, heated and aired building that puts people in their uh, acclimated comfort zone because getting you out of your comfort zone and getting you comfortable there is where results will be made. Have a great day, y'all. See you next time.